very nice move for them. Oh, absolutely. All right. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Goal Line Podcast. I'm your host, Patrick Seifer, also known as No Huddle NFL on TikTok and Instagram. That is No Huddle NFL with no capitals and no spaces. This is a very special episode, not just because the schedule dropped, but also because we have a guest, in my opinion, a great guest. I hope that you all share that same opinion. Why don't you go ahead and introduce yourself? Oh, uh, uh, well, I'm I'm the Geek Slays. I, I don't know. I pretend to know football sometimes, and sometimes people believe me. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not good at intros. How are we doing today, man? <laughs> I'm great. I'm great. You know, I woke up decently late. I set an alarm for 9.45, I want to say. We're recording this on Saturday around noon, or I guess 1, and... You know, I, I wanted to, th- to take my notes earlier in the day. I also went to sleep kind of late just because I had, like, the first night to myself without work in a while because I wrapped up my AP bio uh, on Wednesday. And then the next two days, I kind of just spent only making up the work that I missed on Wednesday while I was taking the AP. So I finally had, like, a calm night. And instead of choosing to use that night, you know, sleeping, I chose to go out and, you know, finally be a teenager. Oh, W. Get get like a taste of summer, you know. Uh, so, yeah, I went to sleep late-ish considering I, – I don't know what you consider late, but I consider 2 a.m. decently late. Uh, so, yeah, went to sleep about then. Wanted to wake up at 9.45. The alarm – went off normally i'm good with my alarm but i was like eh it's a weekend it's fine and i ended up waking up at like 11 because my dog was barking i was like oh shit i gotta take notes for the podcast i should get up so yeah still though my weekend's going well that's a dub that's a dub see i have insomnia so sleep and i aren't really on good terms <laughs> so i'm always asleep much later than what you consider late much or should i say earlier i guess because at that point you're just morning mm. people are waking up to go to work i'm still hanging out doing nothing yeah i mean listen i can't imagine the new news that broke with i don't know if he's one of your favorite players on your team right but your favorite team a player that i know that you at least think is a very good player and most people would agree he's a very good player Zayre smith just got traded to the browns Kind of out of nowhere, although I guess we knew he was going to get traded. No one really expected it to be about now, or unless you did. But I, I felt like the fact he didn't get traded before the draft kind of said a lot, and no one really expected him to get traded this offseason because the draft already passed. What do you think of that entire deal? See, I was thinking if it didn't happen by or on the draft, it might happen during like training camp. Because, you know, somebody, I hate to say it, but as always, somebody gets hurt in camp and then a team's desperate for a for a good player and willing to give up something. So I expected like a training camp thing. Definitely not a middle of May thing. That doesn't that doesn't really track to me. But, hey, I guess it happened um, for, I guess, everybody that doesn't know. Zadarius Smith got traded, uh, I guess, yesterday um, to the Browns to the Browns. Zadarius and then a 2025 sixth and a 2025 seventh for the Browns' next two fifth round picks. 
I, I don't know. I'm cool with it. The value's kind of there. We don't have to pay Zadarius extra, which is what the Browns did. They revamped his contract, which, like, cool for him. That was why we wanted to get rid of him and why I was okay with it. Dude was great for eight weeks last year. He was in the conversation for Depoy for the first eight weeks of the season. And then he got hurt again. And while he played the majority of the end of the season, he registered one sack and like 12 pressures in the final nine games. Yeah, I mean, the injury screwed him up. That's That goes without saying, right. 100%. And a 30-year-old who's been injured with lower body injuries three times in the last three years. I don't want to add more money to his contract. I'm sorry, I don't. Like, he's still a good player when he's healthy. But at this point, when can we expect him to be super healthy? I'm sorry that I, if you don't know it, I get it. If you have your computer on you and you can look it up, that'd be nice. Yeah. yeah. How is his contract like set up out of, out of how many years? Because I know they have a lot of cash space to work with because they restructured the Deshaun Watson deal. So, but... I don't know exactly what his cap hit's going to look like for the mm-hmm. Browns. I'm going to double, I'm going to see if I can find that. Yeah. I don't know what I'll find out. Because, because the way it, that I look it got at reworked it. yesterday. Yeah, yeah, and it's hard to find it. That's exactly why I said, like, I'm sorry if you can't find it because I know a lot of the time when a deal just drops, it takes yeah, no, a little bit. Botrack has nothing. Yeah. but So he was under contract through 2024, but he's not anymore. Um, his dead cap hit for the Vikings is $3.3 million, where it was his actual just, like, cap hit was, I believe, seven or eight. So... That's a dub. Saves the Vikings some money. Um, but outside of that, I know the Browns are moving up to paying him, I believe, almost $12 million guaranteed this year. It's 11 point something. Fully mm. guaranteed. I don't know how that works against their cap. But they basically removed the 2024 year from his contract. So he won't be able to be a you know a guy that they can get a compensatory pick for if he leaves in free agency after this year which is interesting i don't know why you'd do that to yourself as a well i'll tell you why they did it so if they do keep the guy uh or tell me if i'm misunderstanding it but if they keep him he won't be too much of a cap hit they're fine taking the bulk of the cap hit now because like i said the deshaun watson deal being there's no contract moving forward now at all that year is just removed like he's he's on a one-year deal now that is worth way more money than what minnesota was giving him Money wise, it's basically not there. Oh no, no! Like, oh, it's just not there. He is only under contract for one year, and he is getting guaranteed this year. Oh, I do see it, eleven point seven five million dollars, which was more than his entire three-year contract in Minnesota guaranteed him. Mm. So, I mean, W for Zadarius, uh, W for Minnesota, because they don't have to pay a guy who, as much as he was good when he was healthy isn't healthy enough to deserve a $12 million deal. I, I don't think he's. I, I think that. the Browns just looked at it and said, you know what? We have cat space left over. Let's trade for a guy. Even if he's not worth how much they're paying him, you for have them, to keep he in mind. He, he's going to be rotating in with Ogbo. Yep. yep. So that's really nice. You know, you keep him on there for like key plays. Yep. But then other than that, you have Ogbo out there. Ogbo is still a, solid starter Most absolutely agree on that 
And I think Zadarius Smith on like a key third down is going to be better to have a cross from Miles Garrett than mm-hmm. a guy like Jadavion was. People have a weird conception about Jadavion Clowney, at least well, as an for NFL some reason, player. For some reason, he's considered like a pass rusher just because he's an edge defender. But like people forget the main thing he does well, and he's still, well, not as much anymore. But even in the NFL, he did it very well. He was a great run defender. No, and he still is a really great run defender. Yeah. It's just they expected pass rushing juice out of him, which I understand the Texans when they drafted him expecting that because in college that's what he was. He's one of the few guys who you can't classify as a bust, but he's not a hit either. Like, he should have been one of the greatest defensive players of all time, and instead he's just like, he's good. He's good. Uh, he was dra- was he drafted one? Am yeah, I he tripping? Was, he went number he one overall. He was one. I thought he did. Nah, I think that's... You can't I, call I guess him a bust. I mean, well, he's had a 10-year career and multiple Pro Bowls, multiple All-Pros, but he's never been like... Like, number one. Yeah, no. He's never been, uh, like, the best defensive player, even on his team, ever. Yeah, that that's not number one. He can't be. that. So, I guess it he depends on like, your definition of bust, right? Yeah. I, I look at it. Not I just want to go back to not Jadevian Clowney for a bit, uh, because it, yeah, for yeah. those of you that never listen to anything that has geek on it, <laughs> he could tell you he'd admit to it. He's yeah. very good at getting sidetracked. Absolutely, I love it because a lot of the time it gives you some very good content. It does, like the conversations yeah. that you have off script have always been great. <laughs> they always are. But they go off script. Yeah. Bad. <laughs> but this specific Zadarius Smith conversation, yeah, let's I get feel back like to Zadarius. Yeah, but yeah, he didn't want to be I in like Minnesota, it. so I'm I cool like it, it from the Browns' perspective. Even though they're paying oh, yeah. him more than you would like to pay, what should be a rotational guy, they have the money, so yeah, why not spend for a year if you have? And it's the only money, for a year. It's it. not like it'll hurt them for the next year. And that's so you said that you don't get why they, you know, kept a. Uh, why they kept a little bit of money on his deal for next year. Well, no, well, the they, reason they didn't for it, keep any at all. Again, yeah. it's all gone. So I just, the reason for it is because they don't want to keep him past this year. The issue is if you keep like a total of a million guaranteed for that year, but like have yourself an easy way out. If he leaves in free agency, you get a compensatory pick for it. Mm-hmm. Instead, they just got rid of that right for themselves, which is weird. Yeah. Mm, it, it, well, Browns are going to Brown, right? But also, I think I wonder if that was a sticking point for Zadarius's agent. Like, we Maybe. don't want a way where we're forced to play here for no money ever. Whether mm. you tell us you actually would make us do it or not, I don't care. We we don't want to, and we don't trust you. You don't want to run that valid. risk. Yeah, a hundred percent. So. Before we start talking more about the other team schedules, because I do want to talk a lot about their schedule release, because I, I think it's always fun to look at it, look at the schedules, which teams have a good schedule, which teams have a weak schedule, and we will get to that. But before we talk about that, I want to talk a little bit more about your favorite team, the Vikings, because I always love to take advantage of having someone like you that knows the ins and outs of a certain football team. I want to hear your opinions on the Vikings schedule. Uh, so funnily enough, I think they have maybe the most difficult schedule in the NFC. Mm, 
It's tough. It's tough. I don't know if I the would. Cowboys are kind of right there. The Cowboys get the benefit of playing the Cardinals and the Commanders. And yeah. <laughs> like if we look at the at the Vikings schedule outside of the Bears, which is a divisional game and it's going to be tough anyways, their air quotes easy games are the Buccaneers and the Panthers and the Raiders. Yeah, there's a lot of there isn't many like, oh, we could just take this game off. And there right. never really is in the NFL. But there's not uh, like the like, Cardinals, but like on the Cardinals, the Texans. Yeah. Those are like, okay, if you lose those games, that's just a problem. Mm-hmm. Like, it's not a any given Sunday. It's like, no, you are way better than that team. There is no reason for this to happen. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So there's not much of that. It's mostly like there are some games where it's like that. You should just win that. Like, come on now. But whatever. It's the NFL. You know, you lose to the Panthers. It's like, well, okay. You weren't mm. supposed to, but like, wh- whatever. But you lose to the to the Cardinals, and it's like, dude, what is wrong with our team? Yeah. Blow it up. A hundred percent. And there's not there's not teams like that on the Viking schedule, which is definitely a negative. Yeah, it, it's a lot of. I wouldn't say it's one of the hard. I wouldn't say it's in competition for the hardest in the NFC, just because the NFC East schedule is damn tough. I mean, not really. Again, the Cowboys, yes. the So, mostly, I'm looking at a thing right now that mm-hmm. is the strength of schedule based on the forecasted win totals for next year. Yeah. The Vikings are the second hardest in the NFC, according to that. And it has the commanders above them. And I still think just getting to play the Cardinals means you get an easier schedule. (laughs) Like adding the Cardinals makes it easier. The majority of teams with a tough schedule, though, are actually AFC teams. Well, it's because the AFC is just tougher. Well, that. The in-division rivals that you would be facing against in the AFC. Unless you're in the AFC South. Unless you're in the (laughs) AFC South. Are tough. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. You just mentioned the Packers. So tell me, obviously they're playing them twice this year. How well do you think the Vikings match up against them? I, so it's an interesting thing because the history tells me we're going to split with them no matter what, because that's what happens every Every year year against the Packers. We've always split. And it's not always been a, the home team always wins. It's just, we always split. It doesn't matter. It doesn't matter who's running at quarterback for the Vikings or the Packers. It's always a split. I don't know how it happens, but I would like to say as a team, we are the better team with the better coaching staff with, I can easily say at this moment, we'll see how it shakes out by the end of the year with by far the better quarterback. Like the, the Packers don't really do anything better than, basically anyone in the North at this point, they're going to be the youngest team in the North with like no star caliber dudes on offense. Like I guess Aaron Jones, but you can't bell cow back Aaron Jones. Yeah, definitely not. I mean, I do. They do have a good thing going if they finally decide to like, no, I guess they do split between him and AJ Dillon, but I think they do it in a kind of improper way. (laughs) 
I feel like they could do it way better than they do. But I really think in terms of two running backs that complement each other in terms of how they play, there's not many that are better than A.J. Dillon and no. Aaron Jones. However, I feel like the way they've been used is kind of stupid. Well, yeah, because I stand by this. LaFleur is not that good of an offensive mind. Mm. It's just like McCarthy. He got bailed out by the fact that Aaron Rodgers can make an offense eye drop without looking look good. I I don't know. I, I When I see some of the play designs from LaFleur and that Packers team, I, I kind of get wowed a lot of the time. I don't see, know. I don't. The, the things that wow you are what, like, the, the plays that wow you are a simple end around for uh, Christian Watson. My God, my brain blanked where he takes it 90 yards. That's not good play design. That's good player. That's good no, 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 no. Like, well, none I of the think play design impresses me ever. I think that they surround a lot of their offense on how that motion, that cross formation motion is used. And I find that to be really interesting and kind of just like you look at a lot of the Shanahan type stuff. It's similar. It's not the same caliber, but it's very similar in terms of basing a lot of your offense on motion. I think they use motion very well in that offense. Yeah, they use motion well, but everything after that is kind of a dumpster fire. The route trees aren't good. You don't allow, you have guys who have the speed and ability to separate, but nobody can because you're giving them routes that just force them into coverage. And then you're just getting lucky that you have a quarterback who can put the ball in any position on the field at any time just because he wants to. Well, I, I think <laughs> a lot of how that offense works is option routes. And, like, you're supposed to be looking at the safety, seeing how the safety moves as the receiver. Uh, and then you true, base your route on that. still bad coaching. You can't give rookies option routes. Well, yeah, yeah I the agree wrong with that. One every time. I agree with that. I agree with that. But that I think that's what works so well for, like, Devontae. And I know good player. Sure. I know but good like, player. That yeah. does do the thing, then, where it's good player, not good scheme. And that's a problem. How about right player, right? Well, It yeah, doesn't have to be. be quite Devontae Adams. But I sure. think you can't really be running out there with rookies and doing that. Yeah, and I still I agree. don't think next year it'll be great. Yeah, uh, probably. Watson, I think Watson's going to be good. But I don't know if he'll ever be the guy who understands that. Same with Dobbs. Mm -hmm. And then you, now you're just going entirely rookies. Who's the oldest receiver on that team? Is it going to be Christian Watson? No way it's Christian Watson. Uh, they definitely have someone. Do they? No, Sammy Watkins is a Raven now. I don't know if Sammy Watkins is on a team now. No, he's a Raven. Is he? Oh, wait, no. Nelson Aguilar is a Raven. That's who I was thinking of. Yeah, what so team is here... Sammy Watkins on now? I know he was a Packer at one point. So their receiving core, Watson, Dobbs, and Jaden Reed are their starters. Yeah. I knew Your that their second string is Dontavion Wicks, Samari Toure, and Grant Dubose. Dubois, whatever. Third string, Bo Melton, Jeff Cotton, Deuce Watts. There are no veterans in that room. Their most veteran tight end is Josiah DeGuara, who plays fullback, not tight end. Uh, they like they don't have any dudes and they don't have any backup quarterbacks who know anything either. Mm -hmm. It's love Clifford and Danny Etling. These are, <laughs> yeah, this offense is going to be a dumpster fire. Yeah. 
I, I don't know about dumpster fire, but it shouldn't be overly great. It now if Jordan Love isn't good, then it will be a dumpster fire. They need Jordan People Love. Thought to, of it as a dumpster fire last year, and it still had Rogers. I feel like that's a loose usage of the word dumpster fire. Then, have, when have I you think, seen the internet? Well, no, no, no. yeah, okay. <laughs> I said I think, people. When I think dumpster fire, I think like the Jets in that game against the Patriots. The Patriots sure. in that game against the Jets, where Marcus, uh, Marcus, Marcus what, Jones, what, Marcus Jones caught the punt and got the only touchdown of the game. Why do I remember his name and not Christian Watson? That's tough. <laughs> well, Marcus Jones could be a dominant receiver. Remember the I think it was the Bills game? Marcus Jones might be a better receiver than a more receiver than Christian Watson. I don't know. But isn't he a corner? Yeah, but did you see the one play <laughs> against the Bills? Yeah. Uh there was one play against the oh, Bills. They lined man. him up at receiver. He caught a screen pass, took it to the house. That's his only <laughs> only catch awesome. of his career. What a awesome. dog. What a dog. dog. He's their best receiver on the Patriots. That's a W. All right. I want to go over some of the key matchups of the Viking schedule. Not necessarily okay. their hardest, although some of their hardest are on this list. I want to hear sure. your perspective on it. I'm going to go in chronological order, I guess. Week okay. three, Vikings versus Chargers. What do you think of that? I think EK comes home, and I'm sad. That That's, that's the first thought I have when seeing that game. Eric Kendricks. Mm-hmm gets to come back to Minnesota in a different uni- uniform and it makes me sad. Um, I think that should be an incredible game. It should be good. But also maybe not. I don't know. <laughs> There's a world where it's either a shootout. It's there is no world where it's like a two touchdown game or like no a way. 10 point game. It's either a shootout that ends like 48-45 or it's like a 40 to 3 game going either way because mm. i don't like the chargers defense they yeah did nothing it's, to it's weird it after last they year have, so. well they added ek like you just said yeah but oh i love ek but covering jj and jordan addison over the middle he's oh, yeah, gonna yeah, look yeah. horrible but <laughs> i i feel like we're kind of in a spot now with the line with just overall off-ball linebackers the expectation has become like somewhat unrealistic. Like it's so hard to find a guy that could cover and defend the run well. It's like nearly impossible, really. Well, the issue for EK is that he always was that guy. I mean, he was a top five linebacker for almost a decade. Yeah. Dude's just slow now. Like he mm-hmm. still has the ability to do both if he gets to work tight ends. Yeah. But in this game, he probably won't. Or in a lot of games now, because that's the other shift in NFL offenses is your best receiver is playing in the slot more where linebackers and safeties have to deal with them. So that does change the expectation. You know, now there's guys like Devonte Adams, Justin Jefferson and Cooper cup going over the middle where, you know, three years ago when he was still one of the best linebackers in football, it wasn't that it was, it was your gadget guys or your, your Adam Thielens where you could keep up. They just, you know, it would be a lot of catch and immediate tackles would be mm-hmm. allowed by linebackers. And now it's just huge plays because the best receivers in the world are getting covered by linebackers for no reason. Yeah. Which to me is just, again, bad coaching. That's just bad scheme. Mm-hmm. I'm but- sorry. 
if yeah. you see Devonte in the slot, maybe shift a corner, do something. My yeah. God. But then the problem there, and obviously it's like a pick your poison type of thing, right? The problem is you got to keep Eric Kendricks in the middle of the field because you want oh, to yeah. defend the run. Oh yeah. You're not, you're not going to bump this guy all the way over, like pretty much on the boundary just because you're afraid of him getting beat across the middle because then he's probably going to beat on the sideline, which might be worse. That's why I stand by teams needing a real man-to-man corner that can follow guys around the field. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like this. My, our number one corner is only good at zone. If we put him in man, he gets burnt by Samari Toure. Like, we need we need more Jalen Ramseys who is just going to, you're you're mine. I have you today. Let's go. Mm. Well, yeah, tell they're me gonna this. lose How sometimes. You, Corner's the hardest believe, job in the world. But what do you think is the proper way to run like a full-on cover three? I I don't think you should. Mm. I I genuinely think you should go back to ah oh God, off the top of my head, I can't think of exactly what what formation you'd want to call this specifically. Like it's not gonna be a cover three or a whatever, but you could almost run cover three. But you still just like have a guy cover three. But if you're the Dolphins, Jalen Ramsey's always on Stefan Diggs. That's it. That's man to man. Everyone else is in zone. Yeah. And it's fine. That's what it needs to be. And a lot of otherwise you get what Cooper Cup and Tay does. A lot of teams. Normally the teams that that do that don't have good corners. And it's a problem. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean the Chargers, the Chargers Staley's stubborn, man. Staley is a stubborn guy, and it sucks too because I really do think Staley as a defensive coordinator, very good. I do think that even though you might have flaws with the scheme he runs, I oh, like yeah. his scheme a lot, and I think it's good for the modern league when he has the right guys. But I think as a coach, something just has been off, man. I don't know what it is. I think he's trying to get a little bit more say in the offense. I'm hoping bringing in Kellen Moore fixes that. But I think he's trying to focus too much on both sides of the ball. I'm saying that just because the scheme he's running now is very different from what he was – not very different, but it's it's the same thing but worse. It's just a worse version of what he ran with the Rams, it seems like. And maybe so, that's because the personnel changes. Well, it's personnel changes, but it's the – so we knew it was bad for a while because their interior D-line was bad. They didn't really have pass. And they relied too heavily on the bad interior defensive line. Right. But last offseason, they go make moves to fix that. They bring in mm-hmm. Sebastian Joseph Day. They bring in one of the best run-defending edges in the league in Khalil Mack. They they bring in J.C. Jackson because fuck it. If well, J.C. Jackson not- were horrendous. So were all of the other guys is the big yeah. issue. They finally mm-hmm. make moves to fix, like Staley finally gets guys that should fix his defense, and suddenly those dudes who are all all pros suck. I don't know if it's a coaching thing. I don't know if it's a players getting old and they're bad thing. I don't know what it is. I don't know. For J.C. Jackson, I definitely feel like a lot of it was injury and people are just overhating because dude got hurt and didn't play good. I'm sorry, speed guy hurts legs. Speed go away. That's how speed work. <laughs> that I'm is sorry. how it works. If Tyreek Hill sprains his ankle, he's not going to be Tyreek Hill for a few weeks, I promise. Uh, like, yeah. that, that just is what it is. And so, 
like I don't know what that is. And then going with the offense, I'm sorry, Kellen Moore's not an upgrade over Joe Brady. They're the exact same fucking coach. Mm. They, they, their scheme is entirely the same. Kellen I don't Moore think gets... Kellen Moore's ever drawn up a play where a receiver runs more than five yards in the history of his life. I know Kellen we've Moore, seen CeeDee Lamb do uh, that, but similar. Kellen says it is absolute, audible I'm not going to deny much, that it's so. similar in some ways, but I think Kellen Moore is far more creative in terms of some of the plays he draws up and some of the routes. He did have Zeke play center. <laughs> yeah, sometimes too creative. I'm not going <laughs> to deny that. Uh, but he is far more creative in how he does it. I think he just does it better. Just You could run a similar scheme to someone else, a similar type of offense to someone else, and still be better than them. Oh, yeah. I just personally don't know how much better Kellen Moore is. I mean, that Cowboys offense was never as good as it should be with the players they have. And I tend to believe that's on Kellen Moore. Because oh, but they were number the one in scoring cr- every year. I don't care. <laughs> Dude, they got to score 40 points because the Vikings kept having Daniil Hunter cover CD Lamb. Is that good coaching by Kellen Moore? Or just bad process by the Vikings. Like that that's the thing. And when you have that many good players, you if if you're atrocious, he wouldn't have a job. But I'm mm-hmm. saying I think his flaws got covered up by a really good, like really talented offense. And while Herbert is far better than Dak, as a unit, is the Chargers offense as talented as Dallas's? I in some areas, so. no. In some areas, yes. I think At receiver, it's not, though it is well, more the interesting. The receiver core from last year for the Cowboys? Yes, I would say this year's Chargers wide receiver core is better. Who can yeah. fill the CD Lamb role? Well, it, okay, it's different, but I would say it's better, no? I don't know. I think uh, it depends how, on how much good better Quentin do you Johnson think is. Gallup is compared to Mike Williams? Well, Gallup couldn't stay healthy, but. But yeah, he was healthy last year. Am I wrong? All right. Am I on uh, drugs? Ugh, hold on. I feel I, now. I'm worried that I'm on drugs. Uh, Gallup. Well, no, you might. I. He was healthy for a bit. I know if the he was, year before he tore his ACL. Yeah, but if like, he was healthy the entire year, it felt like he wasn't. <laughs> um. No, he only started eleven games. Okay. Yeah. Uh. So, but like. Just in the overall scheme, it's one of those things. Like, I don't trust Keenan Allen at this point. Dude's got no juice left. While he can still do, you know, the find some open space and make an eight-yard catch, you're not getting nine out of it ever. Mm. He's too slow. He can't Uh, do that. Yeah. and Mike Williams is. is just a contested catch guy. So you're relying a lot on a project receiver being a number one guy. Which is terrifying. Yeah. There definitely is some stuff to not like as much there. Like, I'm not going to deny that. I think it will be different in terms of yeah. what the like what the offense excels at compared to the Chargers. But overall, that Chargers-Vikings game, you expect that to be a win or a loss? Ooh. I It's in Minnesota, so I'm going to expect that to be a win. We have a top five home field advantage in the world. So, mm-hmm. in Minnesota... I'm going to project it to be a win most of the time, as long as our team's good. If it was in LA, I don't know. It, mm. I think it's close either way, but it's at home. So we should be able to handle our business. 
All right, week seven versus the 49ers. I know that you aren't as big on the 49ers as some other people because of the quarterback issue. Do you expect them to win that game or no? It's in uh, San Fran or it's in Minnesota, sorry. It's in Minnesota. Yeah. But what is that game? Do you, do you have like what day and what time that's uh, taking place? I just know it's week seven. That's all I have written down. Okay. That's a Monday night football game. Um, oh, okay. So that's well, an L. Uh, yeah. I'm talking <laughs> that up. Akazo, surprisingly, is actually not bad in primetime. He's bad it's on just Mondays. Well, no. Oh. Mondays, dude sucks. Dude cannot play Monday nights. So, uh, deuces. <laughs> yeah. I mean, playing against I, San Fran on a Monday, too. I mean, yeah. yeah. And, I mean, there's a world. I, I've been saying this. Kirk Cousins has this thing. The record is bad. But Kirk Cousins has had, I believe, I'm double-checking the exact number. But I think he's had a new offensive coordinator basically every year he's been in Minnesota. He's had to learn a new offense every goddamn year. This is going to be the first time he gets just a second year in the same offense with, yeah, full continuity. I I don't know. I think that could be really big. It also might not. I don't know. I've never gotten to see Kirk <laughs> with any continuity ever. So we'll see. Because, you know, the first few guys he had as offensive coordinator, Stefanski got a head coaching job after a year. Yep. Gary Kubiak was awful and got fired. Or er, no, Well, not. Well, Gary Kubiak took over and then his kid took over. Uh, whatever other Kubiak, who was also bad. And for some reason, ran a different offense, which to me makes no sense. But whatever. Like, it's just been a revolving door there. So hopefully continuity helps. But it, it's still a Monday night. I have no faith. So, I, Especially I like against a team that. like that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. So now I, I, you might not have any thoughts here. What do you think of the week 13 buy? Do you would you rather it be earlier or what what are your opinions on that? Seeing as I at least and I think a lot of people do but on Twitter I don't know I'm seeing people think the Vikings aren't going to go above 500 for some reason. But I I project them as a playoff team and probably a division winner still. So I think a late buy is honestly the best. You get rest at the later part of the season as you enter the home stretch to get to the playoffs i think that's normally the better spot to have a bye i and you know i think it i think it works out real nice it lets you get healthy before playoffs too absolutely which which you need do you think that that buy in week 13 allows them to beat the Bengals in cincinnati in week 14 or no i think so because we in 2021, so two years ago, we got the Bengals in Cincinnati. Um, and that was the game where we lost because Dalvin Cook didn't fumble the ball, but the refs said he did. <laughs> I'm sorry, his ass was firmly planted on the floor. That was not a fumble. But we were competitive then with a much worse team in every way, worse coaching, worse personnel, worse everything. So I think, I think either way, 
I don't know if there's a game on this schedule that won't be competitive outside of maybe the Chiefs, but even then, like, they their receivers don't have the juice, and while their defense is, like, pesky, it's not super good. You can take advantage of the Chiefs' defense. So, like, I don't think there's a game on this schedule where I look at it and just go, that's a loss other than Monday nights, and that's not because the team's bad. That's just because... I don't trust Cuzzo on Monday. I, I just don't. <laughs> it's just Monday. It's not even in the the prime time thing. It's just whatever it is about Mondays. Dude does not like to go to work on Monday. He's Garfield. Holy Kirk, shit. Kirk Cousins is Garfield. That's a W take. I like it. <laughs> Good player comp. <laughs> Miller would be proud. Uh, all right. So I, I asked you about the Packers and how they match up against them. There's one other division rival that I want to ask you about, and it's not the Bears because, frankly, I'm going to be honest, I think they win both the games against the Bears. Am I, am I wrong for saying that? They absolutely I, I should. Do. I don't know. Justin Fields is terrifying. To me, at least. Uh, how, like, good are the, how good are they at stopping the QB run? Not great. Mm, but yeah, also, that'll do it. That still might. Okay. So here's the thing because I, I had to mention this multiple times last year. The Ed Donatel was stupid. We all already know yeah. this. We've had this mm-hmm. conversation a million times. But if you go back to week two and watch the Philly game, yeah, we lost 24 to seven. The score was 24 to seven at halftime. The Vikings didn't allow another score. Now, yes, they did have to have a field goal block at one point, but whatever. Part of the difference, while, yes, Philly got more conservative because big lead second half, I understand that. Part of the difference was Jordan Hicks got removed from the game, and it was EK and Brian Asamoa. And Asamoa's entire job became follow Jalen Hurts because he has the speed to keep up with those guys. But Donatel was kind of too stupid to ever do that again, like the playoff game. Daniel Jones made us look like fucking idiots. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Samoa wasn't on the fucking field ever. Like, dude, have your guy who can shadow a quarterback like that do that. Because you kind of need one in these certain situations. And I have more trust in Flores to do that. Mm -hmm. But Justin Fields is is maybe, the you know, he's either the best or the second best running quarterback. And if it's uh, not that, Flores pulls out one of his crazy blitz packages. Oh, yeah. And that'll help. And, so, I mean, here's the thing, too. Part of the reason that I have the Vikings just winning both those games against Chicago pretty easily is because Fields, at least in college, and I haven't watched as much Fields tape as I should. Part of that is because of injury to really understand how much he developed in the aspect of reading blitzes and getting the ball out fast. But from the Fields tape that I have saw, and again, I watched a decent amount because I am the number one Justin Fields hater. I kind of have to watch film on the guy that I despise. I don't despise the player as a person. I just wasn't high on him in college. Sure. And he isn't very good at being like, oh, that linebacker's walking up. I gotta get the ball out quick. He's not very good at recognizing that's, that. And that's changing such that. an Ohio State thing. Absolutely. Stroud's not good at it either. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. Uh, I don't... 
Which I don't deny is, that. It it's could still be a, a knock on fields that you yeah. have to acknowledge. But I still but feel like that's change. less they just a fields that. thing. That's, and that's, that's why I'm saying I need shitty, to. Shitty Ohio State was shitty. Because if you go back, fields didn't run in college like this either. Yeah. Like, and that's why just I'm the saying, way Ohio State is. That's why I'm saying I kind of want to go back and watch a little bit more film and kind of, like, confirm my take on that. But I know from the Justin Fields film that I have watched, even still, he's not great at that. Yeah. And Flores, he likes to blitz a lot. That's just yeah. a bad matchup for the Bears. Yeah. And the Bears, while they are much improved, they are still a super young team that's putting it together. And again, your hope with the Bears, I'm going to be honest, as a Bears fan, you shouldn't care if you win one game or ten. None of that matters. The only thing that matters is how Fields looks in those games. You can mm-hmm. lose every game next year, but if Fields looks like a good player, who cares? It's a W. You finally have pieces around him where you can actually decide whether he's a guy or not. Your defense is still not going to be good. Your O-line is still kind of awful. So, like, you shouldn't expect to be competitive. I keep seeing Bears fans saying, we're going to be a wild card team. Why are you getting your hopes up so high? And even if they do make the wild card, they get knocked out round one without doubt. Yeah, unless they are the team that matches up with whoever this year's Vikings is going to be, the team with the awful defense that just locks into it. Mm. So I mean, we ta- that's what happened with the Vikings. They they locked oh, into yeah, yeah. it, and then I mean the Bills game. Well, so the Bills game, I wouldn't say is entirely luck, but I mean the that. end of that might have been the luckiest like series, at least the end of regulation. What Josh mm-hmm. Allen's fumble? Mm-hmm. Not nah, Josh Allen. That's what he do. Uh, why do you? But I mean, in that situation, in that ball? situation, I don't know. A weird snap, the snap in the snow. It, it's a snap in the snow. It's cold and snowy, and the ball's wet. And yeah, I just still don't that think was... he was ready for it. And Maybe. there's that. And there is. If you ever go back and watch that game, like film study it, watch Harrison Phillips on that play. That's all I can. That's all I'm gonna say. I, I'm I'm giving you homework. Go watch Harrison Phillips <laughs> on that play. Yeah, man. I just finished my bio AP, and now you're assigning me homework, bro. Come on. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, you're done with college. Now I'm giving you film study. It's okay. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, that game was fun. It was definitely a fun game to watch. There's no denying that. But I, I you can't deny there was a lot of luck involved. I, but I mean, I think that goes both ways. Is the that's the weirdest thing with that game. That game's tough to decide because it both teams were lucky. Con, you're really telling me you're gonna stop a QB sneak four times in a row? Yeah. No buy. That that's not real. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Like, <laughs> yeah. That, that, There's no. Both I mean, sides I in that finale was that. just luck, and yeah. the team that had been luckier all season got the dub i guess mm-hmm. which uh, doesn't really surprise me but well that and josh allen is josh allen like what was that final throw into the end zone why did you only throw it to patrick peterson he was like five yards away from a receiver why was he your primary target <laughs> jo- um, josh allen got on josh allen yeah 
like, meh, what can you do? So I talked about two of the Vikings division rivals and how the Vikings match up against them. How about the last one? They play against the Lions in week 16 and week 18. Those should be very important games to decide the NFC North. How do you think those games play out? And which team do you think matches up well in which area? Okay, so it's interesting. I think the Vikings have a good pass rush, and the Lions have one of the best offensive lines in the league. So that's interesting. Uh, Luckily, the Lions pass rush isn't that good. And neither is the Vikings O-line. But all well, of the, the Vikings Lions pass were rush injured juice, on the O-line last year. That is true. But all of the Lions pass rush juice is on the edge. And the Vikings have maybe the best uh, tackle duo in football in Derisaw and Brian O'Neill. I don't know how many teams have two all-pro tackles. That's not a normal thing to have. Normally you have a great one and a okay one. But... <laughs> But, like, our interior of our offensive line's not that great because our tackles are so goddamn good, which I'm cool with because most teams focus on the edge, not on the interior. You do get exposed on by those few teams that do focus on the interior. Golf, golf, Giants game. Yeah, yeah. I do still think that would have mattered less had we been healthy. But also, I just need Ed Ingram to step up and maybe not be the worst guard in football next year. <laughs> That'd be cool. Um, he was a rookie, so... He gets a little bit of a pass, but also, can we not sack Kirk Cousins four times by stepping on his feet? Jesus, come come on. Um, but then, just looking at that Lions defense, their linebacker core is cool. So, like, and I don't know how Minnesota's run game is going to be if Dalvin Cook is gone, which all signs kind of point, point to him being gone. So Alexander Madison and Dwayne McBride slash Ty Chandler. I I don't know exactly how that looks. I mean, Kevin O'Connell, I can assume can draw up something good for him, but their linebackers should be able to stop the run, which is fine because their secondary is not stopping our receivers. It's just not. And our secondary is going to be able to cover their lack of receivers pretty well. Now, they will have Jamison Williams back by then, but I'm st- we have no information. We don't know if Jamison Williams is good, bad, or ugly. He-, he just exists. He has one target in his career. And, yes, it was a touchdown against the Vikings, but that we, was don't, against the Vikings, we sure. don't talk about Donatell's defense anymore. We have moved on <laughs> from hell. I, I don't – I don't – there's nothing we can do. We couldn't cover anybody deep. I'm pretty sure I could have scored a deep touchdown on the Vikings. I can't believe Daniil Hunter couldn't guard Jamison Williams like yeah, that. Yeah, I know. Daniil Hunter and Harrison Smith, we'll put the 35-year-old on him. You know, we'll put the young, fast guy down in the box, and we'll leave Harrison Smith to go cover deep instead of going the other way around, you know, letting Harrison do what he's best at, be in the box and go do things. Yeah, no. <laughs> Donatel was an idiot. That's the thing there. Um, and I'm still not sold on Goff. I'm sorry. He's had one, technically two good years in his entire career. Sean McVay couldn't get back-to-back good years out of him. Why do we think Johnson can? Mm. Uh, you know what? That's a fair point. I I just think, listen, is Goff, Goff is far from spectacular. 
No one's going to act like he's amazing. And if you do think that, you need to stop just watching passing yards. He's top determining... 10. <laughs> he's top 10. I've, se- I've seen his passing yards. Yeah. As if that's like an even remotely efficient <laughs> metric to We're going by quarterbacks passing on. yards. Cuzzo's top five <laughs> has been for 12 years. Matt Ryan led the league in passing yards, I think, 2019 or 2020 or something. Yeah, when the Falcons had, like, four wins. Yeah. Like, it's terrible to do that. Uh, But I don't think Goff is bad at all. Like, it's just – and, again, that is a fair point. It's tough to get two back-to-back good years out of him. And I didn't even think about that. That is a fair argument. <laughs> but at the same time, I, I don't know. To me, it seemed like – Watching Jared Goff last year, what looked overly fluky? Uh, at, to me, still everything. He still has that weird, he doesn't have a good arm, but mm-hmm. he thinks he's Stafford. He just got lucky a lot with defenders dropping passes or him luckily airmailing instead of throwing it short and just sending it out of bounds. And then a lot of it was Amon Ra is open or guys are open. Well, and that's the receiving exactly court it. got a lot worse. It really did. Mm. DJ Chark was a DJ Chark was his he big, was one asset. of his favorite weapons, he an and he's asset. gone now. When you look at that Lions receiving core, it's like Amon Marvin Ra, Jones is like kind of going to be cool, Khalif. but like he's not good. It's Amon Ra right now. Tell yeah. me if I'm forgetting someone. Right now, it's Amon Ra one. Josh, I'm saying with the guys suspended, Josh Reynolds two or Khalif Raymond two. I, it's, so Marvin it's those... Jones is, I guess, at three. Oh, Marvin Jones, I forgot they brought him in. But also, Marvin Jones is old and not going to yeah, do yeah. much. Well, yeah. So Josh Reynolds and Marvin Jones are their two and three. Khalif mm-hmm. is their four, according to their depth chart. Yeah, that I'm looking at right now. With that's definitely ESPN not a chart. bad receipt. Like I'm going to be. Honest, I mean, Josh Reynolds, I like, and same with Khalif Raymond. Marvin Jones is capable. Right, but none of those guys should be a wide receiver too. None yeah, I agree. But you got to keep in mind their guy, their guy as at least what they think is their guy. Right. In, but that's the other thing. Okay. Your your hope is that after six weeks, this rookie, because I'm going to call him a rookie, because he appeared in like two games yeah. last year. Y- your rookie, you're expecting him to be a wide receiver one, basically. But then that's part as of as much as I like him on Raw. He's not a one like a, a true one because he's too small he doesn't he plays like the top ish role well yeah he he is the best receiver on their team they need an x and that's what Jameson's, yeah and they don't well, have an x that's what, and that's what that's DJ the role Chark played was yeah. he was their x and he was damn good at it last year especially for the whatever four million he was getting paid he was damn good at it mm-hmm. but yeah, I just, I don't know. Detroit needed to make a bunch of moves, and I just don't think they made the best ones. Mm. Uh, like, the Sam Laporta pick bugs me so much. Laporta could play X in theory. Well, they, they do that. They <sighs> Iowa did that a bit. I'm not going to say he's a constant X. Yeah, even but close. He, he wasn't. But he wasn't even a top three tight end on the board when they drafted him. Is the problem? Uh, so you had obviously Mayer ahead of him. I imagine you had Darnell ahead of him. 
Who was yeah. the last guy you had on? I, I, because Kincaid I might went. Have been being goofy there. Hold on. Mm-hmm. Kincaid I, was gone. I just totally made up a number, and I'm going to see if I can believe in it. I didn't like <laughs> Musgrave that much. Okay, good, nope. because I didn't either. Uh, <laughs> no, I just totally picked a number, and it was right. close. Well, no, even then, still, the fact Mayer was on the board and they went with Laporta. Or even Washington, dumb. where, like, at least he's a developmental piece that could be just a freak. That and, being said, like, you're saying all this stuff, but at the same time, I like Port- Laporta a decent amount. See, I don't. Yeah, I don't and I know. I think he really does Some anything people, good. If you want blocking tight ends, you're not. Yeah, you don't like But if him. you want blocking tight end, or. If you want a receiving tight end, yeah, he drops. Okay. He's not a good, he's not that good of a receiving tight end. And he's so bad at blocking. And you had a guy like Mayer who is really good at both. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Like, but Laporta, ridiculous. Again, it's more of just a Ben Johnson, give him a guy. Like, that was really what they did in the first two rounds on offense, drafting Jameer Gibbs and drafting Laporta. They just drafted guys. They didn't draft. Someone to play like they didn't draft someone to play like, oh, this guy is a good blocker and a good receiver. No, Laporta is like a good receiver and you could use him in so many different ways to do so many different things. It's the same with Jameer Gibbs. He's like a running back and a wide receiver, kind of. And with Laporta, he could line up a tight end and he could also line up outside at receiver, which is still absurd for a tight end. Yeah. And then also in the slot, also as an H back. Like Laporta can be used in all these different ways. It's just that process with what was there. It's just bad process. I agree. I wouldn't do it, but I don't despise it just because to me, it's just. Okay, we have this gifted. If it doesn't work, do I want to say gifted? We have to despise it. Yeah, yeah, I'm sorry. I agree. If the Lions aren't competitive for a playoff spot next year, which I genuinely think is a big possibility, I'm sorry. You need a really great offense around Goff, and I'm not sure you did Mm -hmm. that. I I kind of think you just downgraded overall from last year. These picks were literally just in Benson, in Benson, in Ben Johnson. We trust. (laughs) Yeah. And I think that was those picks. I don't dislike it at all because I like Ben Johnson. And you I give him these there's guys a better that could process be creatively. Because, like, there was a here's my process. Thought. Here's my thought. What if you end up – what if you replace Gibbs and Laporta with Quentin Johnston and Michael Mayer, who are both just use these guys as you see fit and just better players than who they drafted? That <laughs> So – it's better process. I'm sorry. Like I, I agree. I like Mayer more. I agree with that. But I, again, I just see it as these are guys that could be used in so many unique ways. Give him to the really creative offensive coordinator that can take advantage of all all those. Skills. Right. I just and think I I'd rather have the receiver that could do everything Jameer Gibbs is going to do while being just as fast. But you know, having a body type that does not signify he's probably going to die by week three. Mm. I get the logic. I do. On both sides, I do. Yeah, I, I get it. I just, I don't, I'm not a big fan of what the Lions did. And I know because we talked about me being a Vikings fan, people are going to, you know, you're just biased. No, I want the Lions to be good because I feel bad for them. <laughs> and I just don't like the process they're taking to get there. So overall, what do you think? They split with the Lions or they win both? I would say probably split. I I would hope that we can win both, but 
I think it's going to be weird. For right now, I'm going to go with split because that's probably that's what we did last year. I do think we're the better team, but I do. I don't know. There's a world where all those picks work out and this Lions team is just really good and there's going to be a game where we get got or there's a world where they're not and we easily win both games and it's it's a big W. But I, it's a tough one to project right now. Listen, so these games are both, a split. These games are both late in the year. They are going to decide the NFC North. I'm telling you that. Like, I know that. For a I fact. still don't know if I buy that. I think it might be wrapped up by then in either team's favor. Mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think it's going to be it's going to be tight, and these games are going to decide it, in my opinion. So let's move on to the I other think teams. Goff, Goff's play is what decides it. Sure. If sure, Goff is fair. back to like 2019 Top 10 quarterback Goff, passing yards. Uh. But if he's back to 2019 Goff where he's just a fucking useless idiot, <laughs> the Lions are going to be out by week 10. Mm, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> like, I And I don't trust Goff enough to say that won't happen. So <laughs> that's fair. So yeah. let's talk about other teams. You had your fun with the Vikings. Now we got to sure. be fair to everyone else. Let's go. Let's talk about the hardest team schedules. Top three. Give me, I guess, your number three. So the third hardest schedule in the league. I'm giving it to the Dolphins. Okay. Okay. Their schedule is tough. It's a, the entire AFC East has a tough schedule. And that's oh, kind of yeah. The thing with this, they have to play the, the AFC yeah, East. All of these things, all of these teams – like kind of play a similar schedule to the rest of their division rivals. So we're only doing one team per division. So I'm sorry that we're oh, not that just doing actually, every NFC East team. I might change that then because I totally forgot that was the plan. Hold oh, okay. on. Let me yeah. let me rethink. Because my because I have the number Patriots one is in that division. I have and, the Patriots for yeah, the AFC East. So. I also do as well. Yeah, I, there's gonna <laughs> I had be a lot Dolphins of and Patriots both in there. So mm-hmm. hold on. I'm going to pick a different number three then. Well, no, um, there's going to be a lot of overlap no matter what. I'm oh, telling yeah. you that. No matter so. what. I'm going to go, though, with the first team outside of the a- My dog's freaking out. Sorry, yeah, I was just about to say, that. it sounded like your dog, like, uh, yeah, fell some, down the stairs. Something scared him. I don't know what his issue is. He's barking at it, though. It's fine. Um, I'm going to go He, he with really the, didn't like that you're taking the Patriots off that list. Er, the Dolphins. I'm taking the Dolphins off the list. <laughs> and we're going to throw the... We're going to throw the cow, either the Cowboys or the Vikings in there. I'll go Cowboys so I don't sound biased. <laughs> Fair. Because I, I think they're right about the same difficulty mm. level. So we'll go Cowboys because their schedule is tougher because their coach is a moron. So every do you schedule wanna, is do tougher. Do you want to talk the about Cowboys. the Patriots first or the Cowboys? Because I, Let's I go got... Patriots first because right. I find them more interesting. Yeah. So the Patriots, they're playing the Eagles week one in New England, which is good. <laughs> Dolphins in New England again, week two. Then at the Jets, week three. Then week no. four, they play at the Cowboys. Like, their four-game stretch to start the year is really tough. I mean, I guess they have I think home that's four field. L's. Yeah. <laughs> they have home field at the start, which is great. Yeah, but you have home field against the Dolphins at the wrong time yeah. of the season. So, here's the <laughs> thing, though. If they were to win one of those four, if they were, it is probably Miami, if they were. Not because Miami's the worst out of those four teams, but because which of those quarterbacks, which of these four 
does Belichick abuse the most, do you think? Jalen Hurts, Tua, Aaron Rodgers, or Dak Prescott? It's between Dak and Tua. I think it's Dak, and it's not actually because of Dak. Mm. I think Dak is the better quarterback than Tua. Mike McCarthy mm. is calling his plays. Uh, <laughs> I, I think that all <laughs> It depends on how you – Tua's weird. In terms of how you yeah. rank quarterbacks – how many quarterbacks would you say are better for that offense than Tua? Not many. For that offense? Uh, mm. Not many. Tua's release and his ability to time his throws really escalates that offense. And it's not True. something that you could just find other quarterbacks that do it. There's other quarterbacks that are better than him because See, they know. could fit in more offenses. But in terms of doing their job, there's not many better than Tua. So I'm just going off of the Shanahan system and who we've seen do it. Mm-hmm. Kirk Cousins can. I hate saying that. Yeah. I sound like such but it's, a shill. It's a little bit but different that's where than Kirk just had the his best season scheme. was in the Shanahan scheme. It's a little it, bit different than just the Shanahan scheme. But it's scheme is similar thing. enough that that's what Kirk did. Like, yeah, now, I'm not saying he's as perfect with the timing things, but Kirk's done that, but has the ability to do other things. Where some quarterbacks okay. have never done that. I'm not going to put Jalen Hurts there. While yes, he's the better quarterback. I don't think he can run that offense. Exactly. Neither could Lamar. Neither could you know. Neither could Mahomes. I'm going to be honest. No, I don't think he. I don't think he could. But I also Burrow don't think anyone probably. Would ever. Burrow definitely could. Definitely yeah. could. But Burrow and basically but does Burrow, Burrow have Cousins the and Herbert, that Tua does? I think are the only three. But does Burrow can... have the release that Tua does? Like it, it's actually surprisingly close. Yeah, that that one's inter. But I would say Burrow, Herbert, and Cousins are the only. Burrow, Herbert, Cousins, and Rodgers are the only three. Rodgers, yes. Rodgers, yes. The only four that undoubtedly, I would say those four are better for that offense, not total. But the thing I'm is, I'm not too, saying any of those are The top thing is, guys. too, that really separates it from the Shanahan scheme is you take away the play action and make it just the passing concepts. See, but they don't do that because Mike McDaniel's huge, huge on the run and do, does do a ton of play action. But he also does uh, quite a bit without it because of the speed yeah, of Hill. He and does Waddle. a lot without it. I feel like I want not as much as you think because is it not his offenses? He was the run game coordinator. He's the running guy. His running backs just sucked. When they end up well, with yeah, Calvin yeah. Cook, the running and, backs sucked, and that's uh, why I I always saw it was a schematic decision, just to instead of bringing in good running backs, let's bring in fucking Tyreek Hill. Right. right. I I always thought that that was just part of his decision, so that was his scheme. But again, maybe I'm wrong with that. But I also think he thought, well, he's we've already seen it. Raheem Mostert was great with him as the run game coordinator in the OC in San Fran. Injuries mm-hmm. just suck, and that's a lot of what happened to the Dolphins last year. Their running backs couldn't stay healthy. Oh, yeah. So you so, know, maybe it's less of a scheme thing and more of a. And oh, also, shit, our a personnel. lot of it is, holy shit, that's Tyreek Hill and Jalen Waddle. Yeah. Get the ball to them as quickly as possible and go do something with it. Mm-hmm. And Tua's good at that. Yeah. But I think the play action will also help Tua. As well, yes, he can be a quick decision maker. Play action helps every quarterback ever. So, <laughs> so back to what I was talking about. How yeah. well do you think... The pa- like, if the Patriots were to win one of those first four, do you think that maybe that quick passing game really prevents 
Belichick from taking advantage of him? I don't think so. I think Belichick takes advantage of how quickly he makes that decision to throw it to the quick slant. And his players yeah, start maybe. jumping in a lot. Like that's why I think. But that's also were... the the bad thing, right? If you're if Belichick trains his guys to jump it fast, and they make sure the that'll work for adaption. the f- fourth quarter, yeah. and or for the first quarter, sorry. And then, then once they start, McDaniel to goes, "Okay, we're doing something different," and yeah, then it's who a do problem. you have outside of Christian Gonzalez mm. that's going to do anything? But Belichick's always been great at okay, I'm going to do something. Sure. And that results in them trying to, like, counterplay it. Like, Belichick plays 40 chess like that. Even at his old age, he's oh, still yeah. doing that. So, oh, now they're planning a counterplay for it? Let's make it look like we're going to bite, and then we drop back and get another pick. Like, he's always been oh, great yeah. at that. Well, Belichick's one of the greatest defensive minds ever. The Basically, his defense, though, his personnel hasn't changed, and he wasn't able to beat Tua or Teddy or – Skyler, whoever he had to play last year, not one time. Mm. Yeah, and that's true. I think the Dolphins have improved, and I don't really know if the Patriots have. I mean, the Patriot, the Patriots moved on from Patricia and went to Bill O'Brien, so I think they have improved. Ah, uh, do you not remember Bill O'Brien's offense? Do you, Do you not remember Matt Patricia's offense? The bones were there. Matt Patricia just doesn't know anything, and let's. Not act like Mac Jones is a serviceable quarterback. Mm. Especially in New England. I'm sorry, you can't have a weak arm in a cold weather city. That doesn't work. Yeah, okay. And I'm sorry, Mac Jones wants to be Patrick Mahomes. I'm sick of the quick game. If you could figure out the quick game, we wouldn't have an issue. Patricia was damn bad, though. I don't know. I don't know. When you, I, I agree. There's a, they I set up Mac problem, Jones. Mac. They kind of did similar stuff to what the Dolphins do with the quick game and the over the middle. And because weirdly enough, they utilized a ton of motion, but they played a very condensed form of offense. Their receivers were lined up like on the hash, and that was as far outside as they'd go. Yeah. Everything was over the middle. Or when you'd target the outside, you'd just float it towards the sideline. And tell your receiver to go get it. And Mac Jones just couldn't execute it. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm not saying it was a great offense by any means, but I think Mac Jones being a fucking idiot caused more of the problems than the actual scheme itself did. Yeah, I, I guess I see that. So, Cowboy, you said the Cowboys are the game. You think they end up winning if they were to win one of the first four? Yeah. Why is that? Mostly the ginormous coaching discrepancy between McCarthy and Belichick. McCarthy's not good. Yeah. He's he again. It's McCarthy's offense versus Belichick's defense. I trust McDaniel's offense more than I trust McCarthy's. That's the entire thing. And Dak and his being prone to make at least one mistake and going against a defense that is prone to take advantage of those mistakes. Even, even with when they don't have great personnel, they're prone to just take advantage of those mistakes. So I think it's the Cowboys. Okay. Yeah, I I agree that out of those four, the worst coaches, absolutely McCarthy. Although even though he might not be a worst coach, 
Salah definitely doesn't have the experience that he would like. And even McDaniel doesn't really have the experience he would like. Sure. So, and I think that's really what it comes down to. At least McCarthy has seen more. Sure. So that like, that's fair. the difference. The, the, and that's so kind of why I went with the, the difference Dolphins. is Rodgers. Like, yes, yes. <laughs> Rodgers has seen more than McCarthy has. Like, dude, dude's going to be okay. And we've seen what Rodgers can do to Belichick defenses. Yeah. Um, so like yeah, I it, think the Jets. I think it is McDaniel and or, well the Dolphins and the and the Cowboys. I just personally don't buy into the Cowboys at least not yet. So also the Cowboys we'll game is in Dallas. The Miami game is in New England. Sure, I I don't think either of those are the greatest home field advantage. New England can be, not in September. Not not without Brady. Let's be honest. That's also true. Brady makes anywhere home field advantage, even when he's the road quarterback. <laughs> yeah, that that's always how it's been. Yeah, but overall, they're most likely going all in four in that first four game stretch. Yeah. After that, they their next like big game they'll probably lose. That's really tough. Is against the Bills in New England, week seven. Yeah. Then at Miami, week eight. Then they have an international game, which. I mean, it's cool, and it's great for the NFL in terms of the business, but for the players, those always become a little bit tougher, and upsets are more likely there. They're playing against the Colts, so I guess it's not the worst thing ever, but it is still an international game that is tough. I'm That's giving that 10. to the Patriots because I've never seen a rookie quarterback play okay against Belichick. Oh, yeah, that's true. Anthony that's Richardson's going to get but eaten. what if – now, listen, I know they're saying they're going to start Anthony Richardson – I like to hope that they go back on their word there, although that would kind of ruin him. What I think that, Richardson should sit the season. They have Minshew. They won't sit him the entire year. By week ten, he'd be playing anyways. Yeah, probably, probably. That's very. There's likely. no world where you sit there and watch Minshew be awful for four weeks because he would be because the Colts offense sucks. Yeah, Steichen's a good offensive coordinator, and Steichen but, is familiar with, or Minshew's familiar with Steichen. That's true, but like the offense itself sucks. You'll want Anthony Richardson because dude can run. Yeah, and that's gonna help you as a team and help him as a QB. It's gonna. I genuinely think the Colts' offense this year is gonna look a lot like the Bears' offense did last year, where Probably. it's gonna be like a surprisingly good offense. It's not gonna but rank only as because the of the quarterback run. It's yep. it'll be surprisingly <laughs> good, but also at the expense of Anthony Richardson's health. Yeah, probably. Yeah. So, but then again, it's an international game. That's the main reason I mentioned it because really yeah, anything's possible anything in those games. happens in those games. Yeah. So then week 13 versus the Chargers is another big game they could potentially lose. Yeah. Week 15 against Kansas City, still in New England, so that's good. Week 17 at Buffalo and then week 18 versus the Jets. So maybe they get a little bit optimistic after week eight. From week eight to week thirteen, but then after week like week thirteen and on, it gets really tough again. Yeah, they get like Pittsburgh. I can't yeah. even add Denver as an easy team. I'm not ready to say Russ is like bad yet. We I he also played think better Sean at Payton the end of the year. So and Sean Payton. Well, yeah. Since since Hackett left, since they hacked off Hackett. Yeah, since well that and just well and they, even before they completely got rid of Hackett, when they took play calling duties away from Hackett. Because that happened a little earlier. 
Russ started to get better and kind why of. Why didn't they run? Russ. Why wasn't Russ running the like the entire year? Because that's what I still don't understand. They wanted a because they their entire team was designed because they thought they were getting Aaron Rodgers, and then they yeah, didn't. yeah. Nice. I completely agree with you there. They said all oh, we wanted Russ the whole time. No, they didn't. No, <laughs> no, they that, didn't. They that, brought no, him Hackett that, so they could no get offense Rogers. to Russ either. Russ is great, but he's not Rogers because nobody is. Well, I'm he's sorry. Also Given very the different. option between Russ and Rogers, every GM coach anywhere is taking Rogers, and that's not a slight to Russ. That is Rogers is either the most or the second most talented thrower of the football to ever exist in human history. <laughs> You'll want that but guy. But he's also I'm the sorry. biggest jackass and biggest locker room That's cancer. way not true. Also, <laughs> way not true. You, uh, you don't think you don't think he's a locker room cancer? The biggest? No. no not the bit. I'm exaggerating biggest. But he is a locker room cancer. And I don't even know if that's true. Look at how he's been with the Jets. I'm sorry. I think a lot of that. Wait until they lose. If they lose a game, when they lose a game. See, I don't think so. Because look at Rodgers up until the Packers started being douchebags about it. He never was an off-the-field problem. But immediately, the Packers, hey, can I get some help? Yeah, we'll draft your replacement. Hey, can I get some help? Yeah, we'll draft another running back in the second round that we don't fucking need. Hey. Can I get some help? They wouldn't give him anything. I don't and deny that. I don't why deny why that, he but had there's a never a reason to be throwing your own teammates under the bus like that, like he was constantly. There's never a reason to be active. I always find it, as someone that wants to pursue sports media, I sure. find him to be an asshole to the media and always talk about like, oh, yeah, I, I hate the media, and then he'll actively go on like the Pat McAfee show. Okay. Well, because there is a difference between the Pat McAfee show and regular media. And we watch it based off what they say about what he says on the McAfee show. They will cut a clip entirely out of context, remove everything he said except for the one soundbite where he sounds like a douchebag, and the entire NFL community runs with it. But then when you go listen to exactly what he said, you go, oh, that's not at all what they said he said. And yeah, no wonder he fucking hates them. I I watched it happen because I was watching the Pat McAfee show with him on it, saw a headline pop up of what I just listened to him say, and they were entirely different things. Like, the media would do that. I'm not that do does sound constantly. like and so a guy like Rogers, who has now been decided to be the villain, both the media decided it, and then Rogers definitely leaned into that. I'm not going to deny that. I'm not defending everything Rodgers has done. That's not my goal. I think he's just made out to be a lot worse than he actually is. Mm. And, like, the calling out his teammates when there's a bad practice or even a bad game, I don't think he ever said, well, we lost this game because my receivers suck. It's like, well, there was a lot of dropped passes. And then he'd say there were a lot of missed throws. He'd say both, but you'd only focus on the part where, he kind of called out a teammate. He never by name said anybody. He just said things that every other quarterback in history has said. Yeah, there are certain guys who will say, well, just a lot of plays I need to execute better, and they'll leave it at that. Rodgers gives real answers, and that makes people mad. But it also makes people mad when you just say, well, you know, we just didn't execute well enough. Next question. 
you get mad because he wasn't honest enough, but now we're mad because he's fully honest. I he can't win for losing at this point. Mm. Yeah, you're really you're really gonna make me go back and watch Rogers interview film. Yeah, I am. Let, let, so now I my homework. What, what's on the agenda now? Rogers agenda. interviews and Rogers what was the other interviews. Thing? God damn it! I already forgot. Um, I forgot my homework, son of a bitch, yeah, dude. I forgot the assignment. <laughs> <laughs> this is why I'm not a professor, ladies and gentlemen. Um, okay, God, let's move what, on to um, the next. Yeah, it doesn't matter. So number oh, Jared, two, something about Jared Goff. I know part of that was Jared Goff and his badness, but I don't think that was the one. May I don't think it was either. I think it was something oh, on the Vikings. The Cowboys schedule was next. Oh, Cowboys schedule. All right. What? What do you? Think yeah, there? that was. I just they get the NFC East and the AFC East. Yeah, and I, I have <laughs> the I have another NFC East team on my list. Yeah. So. There's only one of them that I'll be mad if that's who you say. So we'll see. I have. I'm starting to think maybe my team is that one. Uh-uh. Uh, maybe I don't. I no. It's just like I just have a hunch. Yeah. Not really no. based off anything. Just a hunch. Outside of those two teams, they also have to deal with the 49ers, the Chargers, the Rams, the Panthers. Uh, <laughs> they get the Lions for some reason. Like their schedule is just weirdly tough. Or it'll be weirdly easy because there's a world where the Chargers suck and the Patriots are really bad. And, <laughs> you know, yeah. maybe the Giants come back down to earth and the Panthers, because of a rookie quarterback, just aren't that team. And then the Lions are bad. And, you know, maybe it's actually easier than we think right now. Mm-hmm. But at this moment, it looks tough. Yeah, I, I agree. They definitely have a tough one. Again, playing the... Playing the division that they're playing and playing in that division, it makes it really tough. Playing the Eagles twice a year is never a good thing. All right, what, what's, what's your number two? My number two was the Kansas City Chiefs. Oh, wait, actually. Okay, so for me, yeah, I just noticed I said my number three as my number two because, of course, I did. I wrote my number three small. But, like, the two nice. are kind of interchangeable. Okay. So I could kind of act like it. The Rams. Interesting. Well, just so it's also part of it being the Rams suck. But sure. I'm decently big on Seattle. Like, I do think Seattle is a really legit team this year. And I think there's flaws. Sure. There's flaws. But I think some of their strengths now are, like, overwhelmingly strong. Sure. Week one at Seattle. Week two versus San Fran. Week three at Cincinnati. Week five versus Philly. Then uh, that's just eight. Yeah. Week eight at Dallas. Week 11 versus Seattle. Week 14 at Ravens. Week 18 at San Fran. Sure. Patriot schedule is worse. So I'm kind of pissed I didn't see the Rams until now. <laughs> but yeah, Rams have a tough schedule in their own right. I don't think there's any sure. all those games. Two I games listed. against the Cardinals, the Colts, the yes. Steelers, the Packers, the Browns. The lows even. are lower. The lows are lower. Yeah. The, the Browns, I think, are good, but the lows uh, are lower. I still am not sold on Watson. But all of those games anymore. I listed. Yeah. The only games that they have a chance at are the Seattle games, I guess. Yeah. Well, I still think that kind of depends. 
I really do. What do you mean? Is Stafford back or not? Even even if he's I think and I think Stafford's a great quarterback and Stafford's one of my favorite quarterbacks in the league. However, that defense is horrendous. Like sure. horrible. And besides Cooper Cup, that offense is horrible. Even with Stafford. Stafford's great. But I mean the dude's coming off an elbow injury. A bad one. Well, and the elbow injury is not actually what I'm worried about. I'm worried about the neck injury that almost ended his career, if I'm being honest. Yeah, point is overall just injuries, right? The, yeah. This guy, I I mean, Stafford's great, and I'm kind of pissed he didn't get traded because he should be on a competing team at his age. But sure. I mean, dude, this schedule is tough, man. All those games I listed are guaranteed losses. Should be. Except maybe the Seattle games. But really, even those. And even maybe the the Niners games, division rivals matter. And I'm sorry, I struggle to bet against Sean McVay. I mean, he made McVay. McVay is great, but I also think McVay doesn't want to win at this point. McVay won games last year with Baker Mayfield without Cooper Cup. I'm sorry, oh, Cooper true. Cup and Stafford are going to win games because McVay is that fucking guy, especially since their O-line is now improved. I mean, adding Steve Avila at guard was huge instead of yeah, that, who the fuck ever they had. That's an improvement, but their tackles are still Rob Havenstein. Havenstein's been good. No boom was good no boom. in the Super Bowl run year and then was awful last year. So maybe you're hoping he can get back to being decent. No boom, they gave a contract after again, not too much playing time. But he also got all that playing time at right tackle, which makes this tough because now he's playing left tackle because you still have Havenstein, who was hurt at that time. And you had Andrew Whitworth, who you definitely don't have yeah, to yeah. anymore. So maybe Note Boom in his second year at left tackle can be better. Maybe. Uh, and I don't know. Maybe there's still moves to be made. But I also get I'm not like super high on them. I just. While their schedule is. They might tough, be a I little bit better than agree. giving. Again, I love Sean. But I don't think the, the team is better than what you're giving it credit for. I just think. If Stafford's McVay. right, him and McVay can figure it out. Yeah, and at least I a guess, little. And the, I guess yeah. that's true, but that defense is going to be the worst unit in the league. Ah, uh, probably. Look at that defense no. right now. Look at that defense. Yeah, right I'm now. looking at it. The Cardinals exist. That okay? Fair point. And they're going to trade Buda Baker, so at that point, yeah. they're not going to have a starter quality player. That they're is probably trading trading Isaiah Simmons too. So yeah, I don't I don't think they're going to have a player on that defense that deserves to be an NFL starter. I am sorry, Cardinals fans. And NFC Cardinals West players, man. I hope you're really good and I get proven wrong. NFC I, West, I, man. I mean, I, I like two of their teams, but the other two are really, they're really at least bad. defensively, really bad. Well, and even off, for the Cardinals, they're going to be awful offensively. You're going to be rocking Colt McCoy with Hollywood Brown as your wide receiver one. Lamar couldn't make wide receiver one Hollywood Brown a thing, so neither can Colt McCoy. Along what with about, an awful offensive line. And... Was it Clayton Toon they drafted? Yeah, right? Yeah. Maybe maybe he starts a game at some point. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Why would you do that? 
Maybe they also, think they got something. Oh, got no. It. Why? No. Arizona, don't do that. What? Uh, sorry, I'm looking at what ESPN has their depth chart as. Apparently, oh, Zavin Collins, the end? No, that's uh, not even the biggest thing. Why is BJ Ojolari going to be playing weak side backer? Why do He's the Cardinals always do this? Zave, switch Zavin and BJ, and we're going to be okay. They or, mean, you know, even if you want Zavin to be there, maybe just have BJ start over Jonathan Ledbetter. They made Eagles guy, Eagles linebacker. I'm blanking on a big name that, like, almost won. Hassan Reddick. Thank you. I thought it was Hassan Reddick, and I was worried about I was talking about the Vikings guy. <laughs> Vikings guy, Jordan Hicks. There ah, you go. Yeah, yeah. I, former Eagle. Or former, former Cardinal. Cardinal. Yeah, that's Yikes. why I thought I was yeah. Hassan Reddick, they made a linebacker, not like a 3-4, you know, edge linebacker, like a inside linebacker. Yeah, they they played him in the role they're giving Isaiah Simmons right now. They have very like, different players. They have <laughs> a tendency of just moving edge rushers to no matter who the coach is. They have a tendency of moving Which edge is rushers. weird because they have Jonathan Gannon, who was the Eagles defensive coordinator. Even though I still think that was a name only. They had Fangio as a special assistant. They don't have that. He doesn't have that now. So we're going to see what Jonathan Gannon can actually do. Jonathan Gannon exposed class. I mm, probably. All right. So and the Cardinals are the Cardinals. So if he's bad, they'll fire him after a year. Did you say your number two? You did not. I did. It was the Chiefs. You didn't say that. Yes, I did. Chief says you're number two. Toughest schedule. Yeah. I don't, I don't remember I... you listing teams. I don't think you uh, listed teams there. Because, yeah, I said the Chiefs, and then you oh, went and on then your I rant said about Rams. doing it wrong. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'm, like, blind. <laughs> whenever I have you, whenever I'm recording something with you, I mess something up. It's fine. <laughs> it's fine. It's all good. All right. So uh, elaborate on that Chiefs pick. So they get the NFC North which doesn't sound that bad, but there's a world. The Vikings and Lions are both really good. I could the see Bears the Bears are for some interesting. reason them. Oh, yeah, because of the running quarterback. Their defense can't handle that. None of their linebackers are athletic enough. They're just not. Not for – because Fields is different. Fields will do what Lamar does to them. That's the thing. Hmm. Fields is more similar to Lamar. The Chiefs defense can handle Josh Allen because it's not the speed that kills – it's the size. They can handle size. With fields, it's the speed. That could be a problem. They also get the jet. They open the season up. It sounds pretty easy. They got Lions, Jaguars, Bears. Mm-hmm. There's a world where that's like a two and one, like where that's a one and two start. Yeah. There's a world. I'm not saying that's likely. Then they go Jets, Vikings, and then Broncos. And that's at Minnesota which is tough. I still give credit to the Chiefs. They're probably the better team. But any given Sunday, especially when both teams are really good, then right after that, you go Chargers, Broncos, Dolphins, and the Dolphins is in Germany, I want to say. It's it's overseas, mm-hmm. which is sad because we don't get the Tyreek Hill return to Arrowhead. But then they get a Week 10 bye, Come out of the bye with Philly, Vegas, Green Bay, Buffalo. 
and then they end the season Patriots, Raiders, Bengals, Chargers. It's definitely a tough stretch, especially if Sean Payton and the Broncos are you any know, good. Yeah. And I'm kind of just betting on that a little bit. Yeah. And maybe that's a bad idea. But, you know, I'm it's just plausible. betting on. Right. And I'd rather bet on them being good than bet on them being bad. Mm. I get that. I do. For me, it's kind of just like, and I guess I shouldn't do this, but I do anyway. When you're a team that makes another team schedule hard, it's hard for me to say you have the hardest schedule. See, I don't buy into that. Well, yeah, and I, the I teams shouldn't. you go against matter. You shouldn't. For this, you shouldn't buy into that. But it's really hard for me to kind and of just rule that. There's out. also the easy thing of, well, they have Mahomes. So, but to me, it's still team games, and a lot of these teams are better. Their rosters are better. Mahomes just is Mahomes and makes that not matter as much, but it still matters. Like tough schedules are tough. Yeah, and what and if Mahomes also... goes down? Lord forbid. Oh God, then they're screwed because the schedule is yeah terrifying if you don't have Mahomes. But we're sitting here thinking about it. Well, Mahomes and Andy Reid, but like just think of the schedule itself, not so much. Yeah, exactly. Chiefs, That's what I kind of like, oh, have to. Oh, this could be. But then it's it's also you got to think about what does the team do poorly, and how many of these teams can expose that. Well, I and mean, I think there's a fair share of that on yeah. that schedule, like you said. Either offensive coordinators or quarterbacks who can expose the fact that the Chiefs don't have a great pass rush, and when they blitz heavy to get that pass rush, like which Spagnolo, Spag- Spags likes to do. Yeah, a lot of these quarterbacks can take advantage of that. In one way or another, a guy like Fields can take advantage of that with the run. Lawrence and Rodgers and Cousins and Herbert can take advantage of that with the quick game. Hertz will take advantage of that on the run. We saw that in the Super Bowl. Like, yeah, the Patriots and Raiders and Packers games are probably all pretty easy. But outside of that, they've got a lot of teams who have the ability to expose their flaws Will they or won't they? That remains to be seen, obviously. And the answer most of the time is either won't they or fucking Patrick Mahomes. Mm. <laughs> like, that's maybe the biggest of the answers. It's just Mahomes exists, and that's a problem. There's definitely... Uh, it's definitely a tough schedule. Like, without a doubt, I, I get putting that here. But, yeah. like, if the Broncos aren't good... If the Broncos are the same as last year, which I doubt they will be. I highly right. doubt it. Yeah, that schedule. But even then, the Broncos defense is good enough that it still yeah. makes it tough. Actually, the Chiefs almost lost them the second game they played against them, I believe. Yeah. Yeah. I forgot about that. Yeah. So, even if the Broncos are exactly the same as they are last year, they still give them a run. So, what's your number one? My number one is the AFC East team that I was talking about, and you're going to get mad about this one, too. Jets? Bills. Bills. They have the the tougher schedule. Based off how I'm looking at it, which is their strength of schedule based on the forecasted win totals and just team strength. Mm. So they're, they're playing, obviously, the AFC East, which is tough, right? Mm-hmm. And then... Well, but the the reason I have the Patriots instead of them is just because 
replace the Bills games with the or replace the Patriots games with the Bills games. Sure. And international game. And the the Bills not have an international game. I genuinely don't remember. Uh, I know that the Colts I know that the Colts game against the Patriots is international. I do not remember if the Bills have an international game. I might be wrong. I could look right now. I'm also looking. Oh, okay. I just I lost the page I had open that was showing. Well, me I, I actually had a really nice looking like graph. Yeah. Of it was like color coded like the, if it's an orange uh, if it's an orange, it's an international game. If it's oh, pink, so yeah, it's I don't have that Thursday night football. Yeah, but, no, but it, it was really useful. It is really useful. Yeah, yeah. Uh, when you find it, though, I oh. I don't think they have an international I'm game. Looking I at highly the wrong doubt it. Team, well, I was looking at the Patriots. <laughs> yeah, but uh it's that, and then who do they play instead? The Patriots. Uh, they, they both do. play they, the AFC. Oh, that's tough. Who they go. They they go to London to play the Jaguars, who don't oh, lose and, in London. And the so... Jaguars' home team is London. Yeah, uh, their yeah, home well, field is London. The Jaguars' home team is London. Yeah. <laughs> their home field is London, pretty much. <laughs> well, I mean, they yeah. play there. This year, they play there twice, I'm pretty sure, which is yeah, fucking they stupid. Do. Might uh, as well. I mean, Goodell they're... wants to move them there, clearly. I don't know if they should move the Jaguars, but I think London deserves a team. And I saw, we've seen people talk about this. Yeah, you can't do their schedule the same as you'd do every other team's where they, you know, bounce around home game, away game, home game, away game. But you go home games for the first eight weeks. Yeah. And then about... Come to the U.S. for the final eight because playoffs. And then maybe just maybe you can give them a playoff game in London. Maybe. Imagine a Super Bowl in London. That'd be okay. That'd be fire, though. That'd be fire. But I'm trying to think. Would that that would probably be bad for business, right? I don't think so. Eh, no, I think it I might think make it more money than here would. You think? Yeah, I'm sure some of the weird old whites would be mad, but I don't care. Well, no, I'm not even saying like mad about. It. I'm just thinking, would Goodell benefit? And that's what it's all about. That's what Goodell. Every, I don't know. The NFL what, is a whole yes. That's what every NFL decision is based off. Would good? How does Goodell benefit? I'm sorry. Games sell out faster overseas. The crowds are better. I I think it would benefit the league as a whole. And Goodell I guess himself, would, I don't I know. Guess, He'd take a lot of heat. But I guess London would also gain more of a following for the league, right? Right. right. Mm, I think you'd have sick. to wait until there. I think we're like a decade like, away from that happening. Oh yeah. Though. I think we're like maybe five. Like I think within the f- next five years we get some expansion teams. I With, think I think within the next five years we start hearing about a stadium being built. Stadium. They, and I think we yeah. get. I think when we expand, it won't be like one team or two. I think it's like four. Oh, it has to be. There's no way to do it if it's not four. Because I think you get you, you get have a to have their Canada team. You get a Mexico team. You get a London team and then somewhere else over there, Germany and Ireland. Well, we would uh, have to we would have to look, or at least I would. When I start to hear about the expansion, I would have to look way back at I think it was nineteen ninety nine they did the last expansion. Well, no, because the Texans were added in like oh four. Oh, but that was just that that one team. Right? They were a single expansion. They were a team. single. Yes. I'm talking about when like the Ravens. I think they were the, also just oh were, or were, no it was the Ravens and the was it the Ravens Jag- and the Panthers oh Panthers yeah 
could have been the Jets. No, the Jags were earlier because the Broncos played them on their way to those Super Bowl runs. Don't and that was like the that. Mark Brunel era. Yeah, the, the the Jaguars were like 92, I believe. Yeah, so there actually were a decent amount of single expansion. Right, and I don't want that is the bigger thing. Yeah. I think if no, we're single do expansion it, leads to some sloppy stuff for a bit until yeah. they just make a new division. Right. And I think even if after you expand it, you just make divisions differently a little bit. But then what about the legendary Falcons-Panthers rivalry? Oh, yeah. (laughs) They've changed up the division so many times. And some of the rivalries actually mattered. Broncos-Seahawks was actually kind of huge. And then not only did they move divisions, they moved conferences and only play each other once every four years. Well, no, they would obviously do whatever they can to, like, preserve... Baltimore's that matter. Yeah, yeah, Baltimore versus Pittsburgh. Minnesota, Green Bay, and Chicago, Chicago stay Green in the Bay. same division yeah. no matter what. Yeah. For the Lions move, maybe. Yeah. Maybe. There's the Lions out there happens. with Jacksonville. <laughs> right? Like, but or the Lions go to the AFC North instead of the Ravens, who you then move to the East or whatever. Or you just do away with divisions. And no, I, just, I like the division system. And you just keep rivalries that matter. Like every year, the Packers and Vikings and the Packers nah, and Bears play. I, I like the establishment of rivalries. I do. Like I said, you keep the rivalries. I mean, no, just I, get rid I'm not of the... just rivalries. Like, I like divisions. I, I think know. it divisions keeps like an organized Because it makes it really annoying. But it makes it so if the I schedules ever... aren't too random. But really. I also hate what I'd rather have more randomness. But I mm. also hate the multiple times where a 13 and three team will be a five seed and have to play at a eight and nine team. And I, he- I hear that and I get that. I you shouldn't do. get credit just because you were the best of the worst in the division. If nobody in your division deserves to make the playoffs, then none of you should. Yeah, but that's fair. But all- there's also sometimes where the divisions are just eating each other alive See, but that's normally not what happens. It isn't. The Commanders right. made the playoffs, and they were not a playoff team, yeah, and nobody in the East was. But then the Seahawks was it, did that it at fun seven to and nine. Watch Heineke almost beat the Bucks. Okay, that was incredible. <laughs> but also, you forget the Vikings drafted Heineke. That's my guy. I was all in on that game. I was in. Well, everyone was. Dude, Heineke diving at the pylon, oh, even though they God. lost, was crazy. Which I'm still so mad that Danny Dimes ended up with the vanilla Vic. Uh, nickname after Haneke that. No, he it. got that nickname first. Did he, he got that in that playoff game. It was <laughs> trending on Twitter. But then two years later, everybody starts calling Danny Dimes that. <laughs> Annoying. Danny Dimes can't even run. He falls. <laughs> it, it was like right before that game against the Eagles, he fell. Uh, Heineke better. Well, no, it was right before that people started calling him Vanilla Vic, if I'm yeah. correct, which yeah. is a hilarious timing. Heineke better. He's the better quarterback. All right. Stand by it. I'm going nuts. I stand by it. But yeah, the Bills, they're the they're the hardest schedule in the league for me. So I have – I'm hoping this isn't the NFC East team. You Can I hear – what's the NFC East team? The they Eagles. They have okay, the good. easiest I have the of the schedule. I have okay. the Giants. Thank God. I was going to say the Eagles – are almost in the green on my list of like their schedule is actually kind of easy. They're well, like the, right their in the first middle. couple of games. The Eagles, their easy games are all early. Yeah, it's a think lot of easy. Their games, only tough game their, early is Minnesota, and I'm pretty sure it's after their bye. 
games it get just, harder or maybe like a week after their buy or something. Let me look. But I know like oh, the that's second pre-season half of the that season, terrified me. Yeah, the second <laughs> half of their season is really Yeah, so let's hard, go Eagles but, first. Well, so they uh, go we'll, we'll talk about the Eagles, why not? Sure. So they go Patriots, Vikings, Bucks, Commanders. Mm-hmm. There's so, really only one game that they should could lose there, or like yeah, the Vikings. You'd be okay with it if they lose to Minnesota. Whatever that hurts yeah. nobody. It's like mm-hmm. oh, one of the like but a if top not, three NFC team got a top three NFC team. Ooh, <laughs> if not the second, uh, if not for the second year in a row, the Eagles started a season undefeated for like the first ten weeks. Yeah, that's totally possible because then they go Rams. Jets, Dolphins is going to be a tough little two-game stretch. It's yeah, at Jets too, so that's interesting. Though mm-hmm. that might be a home field advantage for the Eagles. They play in MetLife just as much as the Jets do. <laughs> uh, the Dolphins, good game. Commanders, Cowboys. I would say Cowboys whatever, except team. division Cowboys games are matter. Team. Yeah, I mean the Commanders knocked them off last year, so oh yeah, well can't write them off. That was it's because division of the... games. A lot of things didn't go their way there. But that's welcome well, yeah, to that, football. That's well no, I, yeah, okay. <laughs> and even I like think even still like still part calls, of that is even like independent calls. Like you remember sure, what but, ended that game, right? Right, but if you go back ten seconds, there there were missed calls that you Yeah. Know, that's shitty officiating is yeah, normally shitty on both be. sides. So I and can't it has always been a part of the game. Yeah. My thing is you know the officiating's going to suck. Overcome it. And also, don't be the problem. I'm sorry. When Hassan Reddick watches Heineke go down to the ground, don't dive at his head, you fucking moron. Whether whether you think it was a bad way for Heineke to go down because he ran around and then knelt, doesn't matter. He gave himself up, and Reddick took five steps and threw his head into Heineke's head. Be smarter. That's your own fault. Yeah. This wasn't a bang-bang right at the same time play. Dude could have avoided him. Mostly because Heineke was on the ground. Jump over him. You are that athletic. You didn't You didn't have to take two steps and then dive and then go, what did I do? You could have just not done that. It would have been pretty simple. You, you're an athlete. Come on. Yeah, but, like, I still think it's a call – I wouldn't make if I were. Then an you're not. But that's the way you should call it. I say call the game by the rules. Don't go. Well, in this moment, I can't really no. Call it by the rule, mm. the entire time. None of this. I, the moment. Do you no. think he intentionally went down, that he was going to dive at him? Or no, do you think he I think just Heineke went down, went so he down because that was what was supposed to happen? It, it entirely looked. So a lot of times on kneels like that, because I think it was designed to be a kneel out. But a lot of times the clock doesn't line up right. Yeah, you know, so you, five you walk second, back a lot. So you want to? So you walk back. But Washington's O line is so bad that for Heineke it's run around. <laughs> yeah, uh, I don't know. And he goes down because I don't even know if he saw Reddick because that was blind side. Reddick was coming at his left side. Heineke was running right. I don't even know if he knew for sure Reddick was there. I think Reddick just shouldn't have been stupid. Mm, That's yeah. just me. But like, still, the, the Eagles I, Is that a schedule. great call? Maybe not. But also, you could have avoided that. It's not like it was the, you know, 
you hit a quarterback while he's throwing it and they call it bullshit, you know, roughing mm-hmm. the passer because the quarterback hit the ground. <laughs> it's like, yeah, no, no, this was avoidable and was. you just didn't. And that's on you. You can't make a mistake and then get mad at the refs for it. That's not how this works. Sure. To me, the, at least. Yeah. The Eagles schedule, though, they, they probably lose one of those games, either the Commanders or the Giants or something. Sure. They have a couple games early where it's tough. They got Vikings, Commies, Cowboys, Dolphins, Jets. Those are their early games. Their bye happens, and then immediately Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran. Yeah, that's, like I said, cool. the bye is where it just gets tough for them. But that being then, said, they have an easy stretch to start it, so that's why I don't have a And then a kind of easy stretch to end it. So Kansas City, Buffalo, San Fran, Dallas, Dallas Seattle. Is Seattle, I like. But then their final three are Giants, Cardinals, Giants. Oh. I'm not high on the Giants. So I'm like mid on them. I like Brian Dable. I don't think you can expect Daniel Jones to be what he was last year, a second year in a row, still with bad uh, weapons. I mean, he has Waller now. He has Waller now. Hyatt isn't. Woo. I don't think Hyatt is like a great player, but he does add something. Like sure. he threatens the defense in a new way, and that's yeah, gonna in an over the stuff. top way, which Danny Dimes can't do anything with. So well, uh, hold on, hold on, hold on, hold on. So, as someone that lives in New York, I yeah. Sadly, I'm surrounded by Giants fans. Sure, but I also watch a lot of Giants football. I watch all football, but I watch. I have like a multi TV setup, okay. and my dad refuses to let me when the red zone. I always like to have red zone on the big TV. But when the Giants are playing, uh, the Giants game goes on the big TV and red zone goes on the smaller TV. And then I also have other TV set up, whatever. It's great. It's great. But still, I would rather have red zone on the big TV. But still, the Giants game is on the big TV. And I get to see Daniel Jones play football. It's been that way for years. Okay. And let me tell you this. All right. Now, I don't think it's going to matter much because I don't think Hyatt is going to do much. But Jones's deep ball is, I think you're not giving credit. I don't. I think Daniel Jones has a good. Deep I didn't ball. say he anyway. can't throw a deep ball, but he can't read the defense well enough to get to the deep ball because that cannot be your first read. And if it is, okay. it has to be a wide receiver better yeah. than Jalen Hyatt. But the point that's, the uh, that's true. That's because true. That's the only reason the offense worked last year because every play was either he throws to his first read or he runs it himself. And I think That's it's still it. going to be that. I don't think Hyatt. Right. I think Hyatt so, finishes this year. Hyatt with like, doesn't do much. Hyatt is going to finish this year with like 550 yards, 450 yards. Probably. And I think more of that will but be like the thing that Hyatt, adds, that Hyatt does something with. And the thing that Hyatt adds, though, he might not get the ball a lot, but he threatens the defense vertically. They have to respect his deep speed. And because of that, that opens lanes for Saquon. That opens stuff in the intermediate to short game. It, sure. it opens up the offense. It but does. I also just don't think Danny Dimes can do what he did last year as proficiently a second time in a row. I lack faith in him because he's had one mediocre year. I, I'm not giving him credit. I'm not going to pretend he's this really, really good quarterback now because he had one year where he was kind of okay but you still wish you had anybody else. That was also his first year with the new OC, though. Maybe that new OC is the reason for that. 
Well, that's absolutely Dable is absolutely the reason he improved. Or Kafka. But I, it's Dable. Well, Ka- Kafka was the QB coach for Mahomes. Let's give him respect too. Sure. I, I also but think Dable's. I think the bigger but... thing for Mahomes, not only Andy Reid, Alex Smith. Kafka's yes. cool, but Alex Smith and Andy Reid, yes. I think, were bigger factors. Okay. And just like here, I think it's Dable, who like. I think saw kind of like a Josh Allen-esque thing. Big quarterback, but he realizes now it's not Josh Allen. Yeah. And I think and if there was a world where Richardson fell far enough that they could have made a move, that's Dable's guy. If they didn't I don't think Jones the extension. Mean, I right? don't think it even matters. Mm. There's an easy out for Jones's contract like that's next true. year. So, like, you can... That would have been the nice thing, right? And that's the nice thing with this contract. Almost all the money is in this year. Mm-hmm. Like, it's all right quick. So if they like a quarterback next year, they can go get him. And then if it's a guy you want to have rest behind Daniel Jones, cool, you can do that. If it's not, then cool, you can move on from Daniel Jones and you have your rookie. Like, they gave themselves an easy way out with paying him a lot quickly. Yeah. No, there's no denying that. There's no denying that. At the same time, though, saying that they didn't upgrade as a team, even though they're paying Jones, I don't think that's really true. They added OK Ricky. Yeah. Who isn't great, but their linebackers were terrible last year. Sure. He is an improvement. but And then the... Deontay Banks, they didn't really have a cornerback one last year, and now they and... do. Is Deontay Banks a corner one? Or oh, is you, he just you're not a Dory on... Jackson again. I, I, I'm high on Deontay. Banks, I think he's so... a Dory Jackson. Okay. I Which a Dory has been pretty good for the Giants, but I don't think he's Deontay is ever going to be a corner one. I, I, I don't think disagree. Deontay is I, either. Personally, but now this is just going to agree to disagree type thing, but personally, yep. I am big on Deontay Banks. And again, I would rather predict a player to be bad and they be great than the other way around. So, like, I'm rooting for the guy. I just don't. I don't see the vision on that one. Mm. And I don't think he's awful either, obviously. Yeah, Dory Jackson. Even if he's is just good. a Dory Jackson, Dory right. Jackson's an asset. But that's still not a true cornerback one, 100%. And the real reason I hate it so much, I think, is because there was a guy I thought was a real corner one. There were a lot have. of good corners, so you got to be elaborate here. Who is it? Joey Porter Jr. Oh, okay. So it was the, I guess, I was hoping you were going to pull out like, like Clark Smith. Nah, or, or Cam nah, Smith Mac- or Mackay Blackman. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I, was I don't even think that guy like that. But yeah, Joey. Porter. But... If they if they drafted Joey Porter, that's also a great pick. Yeah, I'd be I'd be higher on that. But that's just I'm higher on. Joey I, I like Deontay Banks more, but Porter's also great. So, I was also screaming for the Vikings to draft Joey Porter Jr. <laughs> and Dude, instead with they the drafted... way Flores's scheme is, oh my god. Dude, I kept making the joke. I was like. Flores definitely got kicked out of the draft room and is pounding on the door. Take Joey Porter. Do it. <laughs> Cause they'd cut to the draft room and you'd see everybody except Flores. It's like they kicked him out. He's yelling. <laughs> He's throwing a tantrum. And I, I love it. Cause I would be too. Cause I, I wanted Porter so bad, but <laughs> yeah, but I, I think the giants schedule is very hard, and they're gonna have a worse record despite being a better team. Despite uh, yeah. being a better team, 
because you look at the schedule. Yeah. In week one, they play the Cowboys. And then they play San Fran in San Fran week three. Then versus Seattle. Again, I like Seattle. At Miami week six. At Buffalo week seven. Versus the Jets in New York. Not that, I mean, it's a home game either way, really. Yeah. But they're playing against the Jets week eight. Then but also not this time because Jets fans are going to exist because because that bad man who I guess wears eight now. So used to calling him twelve. I don't like this. <laughs> then Cowboys week ten in Dallas, Eagles week sixteen. I mean, I guess they have a break in between week ten and week sixteen, but at Philly week sixteen, I believe that's on Christmas. Yeah, that game's uh, on Christmas. Yeah. And then they play in New York against Philly on Week 18. Listen, I, I they're a better team, but they're going to look worse because they're playing as tougher teams. And the, I hate to see that because they're yeah. trending in the right direction. So oh, I think that's the thing with a lot of teams this year. I mean, 100% Minnesota's going to look worse. Uh-huh. Even though they're better, right? Oh, they're going so going much from Donatello to Flores, you're definitely <laughs> yeah. gonna be better. Yeah, like they're so much better, but they're not. I okay. I'm not gonna say they're not because they could surprise me. I don't see 13 and four. Yeah, I Their mean last year, tough. I think even you would admit there's a couple of those games. Oh, I mean, absolutely. Yeah, a couple of those <sighs> games they really didn't deserve. The- we didn't deserve to beat the Colts. We had to come back from a 34-point <laughs> deficit. I guess yeah. maybe you do deserve that because think about it. I mean, Colts like, are going to Colt, right? Matt Ryan. Matt gonna, Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Matt Ryan. Yep. Gonna Matt Ryan. Yeah. The unluckiest quarterback in NFL history, <laughs> I swear to God. Least clutch quarterback. He is Bizarro <laughs> Brady. Pretty much. Which is, But that's not even true. Matty Ice was a thing for so long. I genuinely actually think it's Kyle Shanahan. Mm. Look at every big game. His teams crumble in the fourth quarter. Yeah. His first Super Bowl as head coach. Literally, what, a year removed, or not a year, but like two years removed from the Falcons Super Bowl. You're beating the Chiefs until the fourth quarter, mm-hmm. and suddenly nothing. Yeah. I mean, now obviously Matt Ryan has some bits to it, but also the Colts were bad. So how much of that was just Minnesota didn't wake up? Who knows? Mm. Like <laughs> the Colts got hot early and the team that was better the entire time got hot at the correct moment. And GG, like, I don't know. Thank you all for listening. This episode was originally three hours long and I split it in half because I figured it might just be better for you guys. I know not everyone has three hours of time to just listen to a podcast so i split it in half if you want to listen to the other episode though it's on my account it was the episode uploaded directly after this one i hope that you all enjoyed if you want more of my content check out at no huddle nfl on tiktok and instagram that is at no huddle nfl with no capitals and no spaces also available on twitter at no huddle nfl with an underscore at the end that is again at no huddle nfl no capitals and no spaces with an underscore at the end. I hope that you all enjoyed. And like I said, if you want more content, check out either those accounts or the new podcast episode that was uploaded directly after this one.